Befriend Your Body podcast. Creativity, art, and poetry. Hi, Gio. Hi, Wanda. How are you today, scuba diving princess? I am great. How are you? <laughs> Good. So today in our podcast, we're going to talk about art, creativity, but actually more specifically, we're going to talk about poetry. Do you read a lot of poetry? Do you like poetry, Gia? I like it. And I don't, uh, it's been a while since I don't read it, but I do like it. It's okay. very, very deep. I like. Okay. Do you have a favorite poet? Mostly are Brazilians, actually. Oh, okay. I like some poets okay. in So I wouldn't probably know them as well. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I like a lot of Rumi. Most okay, people know yes. Rumi, ancient mm-hmm. and Reich. Is that how you say his name? Re- Maria Rainer Reiki? Anyway, those are some of my favorite older uh, poets. But So poetry is a powerful art medium that combines words, metaphors, and images in a manner that deeply touches the human soul, or at least most human souls. Wikipedia.com says poetry uses forms and conventions to suggest different interpretations to words or to evoke emotive responses. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today, really, the, the value of poetry to help us process and move through some of our large emotive or emotional responses. Um, I think today we seem to value poetry much less than an- our ancestors did. I know, it, you know, in the early 1900s, uh, poets were um, seemed to be much more valued. Uh, nowadays, poetry doesn't seem to be quite as as popular. However, um, I think our musicians and our movie makers tend to be this generation's poets, um, and I would suggest that might be one reason why we value them so deeply, or sometimes even worship. I'll put in quotes our favorite bands or musicians because they 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 using medium of, of visual or uh, words, they are uh, evoking for us uh, emotions and allowing us to connect um, deeply uh, um, with other human beings and just normal human experiences. Because a lot of human experience is emotional, right? It's positive emotions and negative emotions. Like we did a podcast recently about scuba diving and you had some negative earlier, mm-hmm. the fear, but then exactly. you had, you described how One, positive, yes. yeah, it was positive. So uh, life experiences really do cause us to feel. Um, An additional benefit of poetry, and this is the reason what we're going to talk about in our podcast today, um, if you recall some of the recent subjects of some of our more recent podcasts, um, we talk about emotion, we talk about body sensations and the power of them. Um, We also have talked a lot about emotional regulation, having a healthy balance of the right amount of excitement, but not overwhelming, not freaking out anxious um, and feeling good in our bodies. So maybe you're going to see where I'm going with this, but poetry is a wonderful means and a medium to help us experience and express our big emotions. If you remember one of our podcasts, we talked about the two E's, um, experience and express, that help us better metabolize and handle our upsetting emotional storms. By connecting with what we really feel inside, we can use that energy generated and pour it into a poem. Again, some people, maybe a movie, some people, you do art, you you do watercolor. So there's many ways we can pour our emotions and our inner inner energy into uh, creativity. Um, Poetry just happens to be the one that works the best for me. When we share our raw pain, anger, confusion, joy, terror, disgust, shame, etc., um, things, those things that we all feel as humans, that allows other humans to, to realize that they're not alone in these states. Poetry has an, 
uh, intimate and a connecting effect, it often prompts us to say, oh, you feel that too? Wow, I thought I was alone. That is very interesting for you to say, Wanda, because that is something that I feel when I read poetry, and it's not what I read most of the time, but when I read it, it's usually I have a, a, a deepest and the closest feeling of what the author was feeling at that moment, mm. because you feel sometimes the darkness or the happiness or some emotions on, on those words, more than you, yeah. you interpret in some other forms, but right. poetry is usually a very close relationship with the feelings that 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 mm. author is is feeling at that moment mm. right yeah beautifully said it's right it evokes in us um and and it also allows us like i said to connect so good i'm glad you can experience that too um, one of the reasons i started actually writing poetry i don't know seven or eight years ago is as i Besides having my own difficult history uh, that I've had to work through in therapy, uh, I am a therapist, as we talked about, and I work a lot with uh, severe trauma, anxiety, and early developmental um, neglect or, or abuse that people have lived through and um, are now trying to deal with as grown-ups. So unfortunately, I hear terrible stories from people of all ages. Some of these stories, uh, lives that people have had to live, are harder to shake off than others. And I feel the impact of them in my own body. Um, especially for me, it's a little harder working with children or teenagers. Um, there's just the desire to protect them. Um, there's some things you can do as a therapist, but there has to be a certain level mm -hmm. of harm before you can involve the authorities. And then because there's so many, unfortunately, our country is really struggling right now. So there's so many issues of abuse and neglect that the CPS, you know, Child Protective Services will only really get involved if it's pretty intense. So you can report and they can come in, but if, if they don't think it meets their measure, then the child just gets left in that environment. So it's just really hard. And then as a therapist, if you confront the parents and then the parents get mad, then they yank the, the child away. And then you can't even mm -hmm. have access to them. So it's yeah. a real fine balance of feeling and hearing the struggle um, and not killing the parents mm -hmm. if they're the, you know, the issue, which sometimes parents are, uh, are the problem uh, because their own trauma or crap hasn't been dealt with. So then they just take it out on their kids. So some of the stories that I hear really trigger me because I have felt or experienced similar stories or I've felt similar emotions in my body or same different situations. Um, at, at times, I have actually gotten scared of being overwhelmed by all the pain that has found its way to my office day by day. But a couple years ago, well, actually, by now it's been uh, eight or nine years ago, with the help of a wise wizard woman, there's a, a woman that I worked with for a while that was very helpful, um, the poetry became a wonderful means and a way for me to process and release some of these large emotional storms and the big somatic impacts in my body so that I stopped having nightmares and stomach aches. Um, you know, you don't want to take on a client, you want to support someone, but you know, you don't want to take on their pain either. So, so what I did is I started writing poetry out of my own rage and pain, really. It started really out of rage and pain, those two main reasons. But then it, it sort of spread and, you know, some poems about joy and connection, intimacy. So, um, so you know, poetry can express all kinds of emotions. But uh, again, it started really, how do you release joy and, and terror, pain, those things that we hate feeling as humans, but it's an important part of our humanity. 
And it's another way also to somewhat release the vicarious pain from the courageous people that I've had the joy of journeying alongside of in my times as a therapist. Um, Since anger and pain are such difficult emotions to express, uh, I am going to show how anger and pain can be expressed in two poems that I will use uh, to end today's podcast. Uh, Poetry can allow a sense of playfulness sometimes, uh, which can help with an intense emotion like rage, because rage, terror are are both full body experiences and a little hard to hold. Um, So uh, I'll avoid, I have some poems that are pretty uh, visceral and primitive and describe pretty awful things. So I'll avoid those for my listeners, but I will just give two different poems that... uh, that are about clients and it's uh, to protect confidentiality. I don't give any details, um, but also uh, my how my own desire to protect and my rage about injustice and um, bad things kind of gets hooked in. So if it's okay, do any thoughts to you no, or any questions? I'm looking forward to hearing okay, your Okay, I don't know. Wait till you hear them. Uh, so the first one is, is how poetry can be a little playful um, because it, it's called superhero. So here we go. When I grow up, I want to be a superhero with big black boots, wielding a lengthy whip and a surplus of superpowers. My job will be my joy, chasing villains, busting bad guys, making a safer world for us all, enacting the eventually promised justice that I lack the patience to wait for. I will be respected and feared, and little old ladies will thank me and bake me casseroles for saving their grandchildren from the swine that pollute our earth like raw sewage, uh, raiding and raping with impunity until they run into me. Then, shaking with terror, they will pee their pants, piteously pleading for the mercy that they denied many a victim. With studied gravity, I will demur, and with the pretense of regret, I will annihilate them and then dance on their graves with glee. So, as you can Ooh. see, there's yes. some anger in that, but I, you know, there's a playful yeah. tone um, to there, it too, there is, right? You're right. And, yeah. But I, but but we can feel your your you wanting to change That's how right. things are, and probably you were dealing with somebody that needed that that change as well, right? Right. Yeah, I'm dealing with a lot of people who, mm-hmm. you know, life often isn't as it should be, mm-hmm. um, or from my perspective. So, in the second poem is not quite so playful, and. Um, Again, it's a compilation of some of the teenagers I've worked with, but uh, sometimes, like I said, when you're working with a parent and they just, um, they're just they just not trying or their own uh, alcoholism or addiction blocks them from being a decent human being and then they hurt their children. And, and yet I sit with that child every week and hear the pain. And so it's really hard. So this one is a little bit less playful and a little bit um, more help, a little more despair and anger involved in this one, and it's called Helpless Rage for a Drowning Client. My rage is hidden, shy, sly. It rises and I turn to look, and then it's already gone, like the view in the rearview mirror. Her parents are killing her, I say, and the bureaucratic bunglers don't stop them. Everyone looks the other way, and she is drowning in front of my eyes. I give her a breath of clean air here and there, but stand aside as she thrashes, like a good citizen, while they murder her by inches and hack her soul to bits. I want to stab them, slash them into ribbons, and feed her their flesh. But it will do no good, nothing does. So I take up again my useless vigil, and I give her another breath. 
So that's the second poem. That's beautiful. Very, very beautiful, Wanda. And, uh, yeah, we feel it. We feel mm -hmm. your desire to help and, and how hopeless you feel in this, in this poem. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes I don't feel that hopeless. Sometimes I feel the desire and the rage, but I feel like something can change. And sometimes it really does feel like, you know, this is the way it's going to be forever. Mm -hmm. But it rarely is, and I have to say, even the few clients, the compilation that this was kind of written about, um, things eventually did get better, but it took a really long time. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, to call out for help to the authorities and have them basically say, oh, it's not a, you know, it's not enough of an abuse to do anything about and to hear the horror stories, you know, it's just really hard because that's why I put like a good citizen because a bad citizen yeah. would like go burn their house down yeah. <laughs> when the and, children aren't in it. And it's interesting because um, if the abuse is not physical or something you can measure because you're dealing with emotions and with the feelings of that kid and those are very difficult to measure if you're not an expert like you are. Um, so if they don't have any physical abuse, the authorities won't be able to... Well, and, and there is some physical abuse, but it, it mm -hmm. isn't an, it, enough. there wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah, so, that's, yeah, that's very sad. Yeah, it is. So, to transition, to close for today, so those are just a couple examples. Hopefully they weren't too overwhelming for our listeners. Geo, you seem to they be okay be with them. But, yeah, so I encourage you, like, if you're having trouble with some really, really big emotions, like, try poetry. And it doesn't have to make a lot of sense. As you see, it doesn't have to rhyme. Um, just, you know, words feel, take the visceral, primitive feelings. Uh, pictures are always good. Similes, like, um, you know, is like or as similar to, um, you know, pictures and metaphors can really help take in a sort of a primitive sort of viscous emotion and kind of comp compile it and put it on the page. I always felt a little bit better after writing the poetry, even though things didn't change. So please uh, give that a try. If you don't like words, um, maybe try music or art or, or sculpting, um, but some form of uh, externalizing the emotions and putting them out of you and doing something creative with them makes a huge difference and will allow for things to heal and for you to feel more peaceful and um, more alive. So, Thank you, Wanda. Thank you for sharing that. And I would just like to make a little parenthesis on this yeah. podcast and say that we should actually go back and change the name of it because then oh. it was a little boring. We could put something like the Poet Princess. What do you think of that? <laughs> you tricky think, girl. I think we should name this podcast The Poet Princess. Okay, The Poet Princess. <laughs> Thanks, Gio. All right, listeners, uh, please take good care and take care of your body. Have a great day. Thanks, Gio. Thank you.